We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. Hello and welcome to a special mini-sode of Yield Crime, the show where Maddie and I discuss the funny, strange, and obscure crimes of yesteryear every Wednesday. This special bi-weekly segment is called Can You Crack the Cramp Word, which is slang for a difficult or obscure term, which I thought was very fitting. And joining me today is Chelsea from the Beyond the Picket Fence podcast. And before we begin, I'd like to give her the opportunity to tell us a little more about herself and her show before we get started. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Lindsay. I'm excited to be here. I admittedly don't really listen to true crime podcasts because I'm a terrified scaredy cat, but my reviews show that most of my listeners are listening to crime podcasts. So I will definitely recommend yours. I am Chelsea Hansen. My like stage name, I guess. I go by Chelsea B, which is my middle name, B-E-A. And I am just a regular old Joe <laughs> <laughs> that's trying to make my corner of the world a little less polarized and a little sure. more compassion and loving and kind. And I'm trying to inspire people, especially women, I would say, to give themselves a little grace and give each other a little grace and really lean into vulnerability so that we can connect and take care of each other. So that's kind of, that's kind of my vibe. I like it. That's actually a perfect segue to my first question, which is the premise of your show is all about not judging others based on what we perceive is going on, quote unquote, behind the picket fence. So what inspired you to start your podcast? I feel like I just always kind of had this idea in my mind of starting the podcast. It just came to me. But if you listen to any of my episodes, kind of, I had kind of a simple life growing up. My parents loved each other. I had five sisters and we did normal sister fighting, but like I had kind of a great childhood, no Mm -hmm. trauma, which not very many people can say that. Then I got married and I had two kids. So I'm a mom and a wife. And my second son was born with a heart defect. And I was in the room with him when he coded for 36 minutes. And that kind of turned my whole world upside down. Mm -hmm. And I had to start reaching out for help in the community of, you know, people from church, neighbors, stuff like that. So learning to be vulnerable and reach out to others is what really I had people came into my life to help me. And while people are helping you, they kind of tell their stories. Mm -hmm. And so people who I thought seemed like they had perfect marriages, you know, their husbands were addicted to pornography. People who seemed like perfect, like church members were like struggling in their marriages. Like everyone has, or they're like grieving a loss or they have cancer and everyone has something difficult going on behind the picket fence. And Mm -hmm. I think in today's day and age with social media, it's really easy to get online and scroll through everyone's perfect moments. And compare yourselves to that and forget that there's a whole life going on in the background. So of course we should share those happy, healthy, great, beautiful moments. Like that's amazing, but we do need to get braver about sharing what's really going on so that we feel less alone. Cause I think we're the most like connected society 
yet the most alone society, especially like teenagers yep. these days who did not know what the world was like before social media. Yep. So I'm trying to just create a place and a podcast where people can come and be safe telling their story. And I always tell, I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I am a Christian, but I make a point to tell the story true to their their story, not my lens. Sure. So like I've had people who are like, homosexual on my show and I tell their story true to their lens not my you know my lens because I think that if we truly heard other people's stories we would love everyone we met if we learned their story and saw it from their point of view so that's what I'm I'm trying to do awesome that's also a great segue it's like you knew what I was <laughs> going to ask you before like we even got on the call oh. so as you kind of mentioned, you've talked to a variety of guests from all walks of life, various religions, backgrounds, etc. Can you give our listeners some examples of the different types of people you've interviewed in your first and now your second season? Yes. Yeah, so I'm really new in the second season and not as consistent as I was at putting it out for the first season. But I have talked to a convict, a woman who was convicted of real estate fraud, I have spoken with an, a nurse who was addicted to drugs and actually stole drugs from the hospital, lost her nursing license, OD'd with her kids in a gas station bathroom. Oh, I've talked to a drug addict. He was a drug addict for 50 or 30 years. And when he finally turned 50, he somehow got clean and went over it. I talked to a woman whose father murdered her mother. Your fans would like that one. <laughs> <laughs> I've talked to women who have had miscarriages. I've talked to people with sick children. Every February, Feb wow, I can't speak. Every <laughs> February, I feature Heart Month and I tell heart stories. So from behind the scenes of like a cardiologist medical assistant or someone who lost their husband to a heart attack, someone who is the parent of a kid with a heart defect, someone who has a heart defect themselves. So mm -hmm. I do honor that February heart month because of course that's where my journey started was as a heart mom yep. Yep. so stories like that and these are people and people always are like who where do you where do you find these people and I'm like I don't know literally <laughs> you can talk to a stranger on the street and get them talking and if they're brave and willing I don't know I think I'm just blessed with a gift of like I can get people to tell me their traumas I've been mm -hmm. at a golf tournament and made an old man cry by telling me that his wife just passed away like Aww. within 30 minutes and I'm like my husband's like why do you make everyone cry <laughs> I don't know it's my gift it's a gift and a curve exactly I <laughs> didn't ask for this gift <laughs> you need someone to talk to <laughs> talking to a strange girl at a golf tournament but I don't know I just I a lot of people have you know really cool famous people on their shows and I'm kind of trying to just to show that everyday normal people are the celebrity like they are mm -hmm. the one important they are the ones that have stories too. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to create a platform for those stories. Yeah. I think you do a really good job of that. I listened to your first couple episodes. So you interviewed your sister. Is that who you interviewed? Yep. That's my oldest sister. Your oldest sister. I was crazy. I was I literally like on the treadmill as I was listening to it. And I'm just sitting there like my eyes kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger as I was like listening to her story, which is insane. I hope she's doing better from when I first listened to the episodes. I know it's yeah. been a few years. And then the last one I listened to was, it was someone's husband. It was the manly man one. 
Oh, yeah, that one was recent. So that was the celiac's husband. I did the celiac last year, and then this year I did her husband. And it was it's so interesting because I always think the story is going to go one way, and then it always goes somewhere else. And it's really rewarding to be part of. Yeah, his story, like, it really resonated with me. On Probably not in a way that he, not that he wouldn't appreciate it, but in a way that he'd probably be like, yeah, I can see that. Like, in it's the whole, like, absent parent thing. I'm probably going to cut this out of the episode. That's totally fine. See, I have a gift. <laughs> you do have a gift because I have bipolar disorder. So some, so there are times when I'm just I'm checked out as a parent. Mm-hmm. And so when he was talking about how his dad was like a checked out parent, I was like, oh, this is getting me in the feels. And so I was like, oh, okay. But that's a whole different thing. So that kind of st- like stuck with me. Like that's that's mm-hmm. a chord with me. But but yeah. I think it's great how you're able to like give your guests this space to be able to tell their story without necessarily like leading them down the path. Mm-hmm. You kind of like open it up and then they just kind of naturally work their way down the path however it ends up yeah. going. Yeah, but- and isn't it interesting how like I would have never said I had the same story as any of these people, but I can find a piece of me in all of their stories, even though yep. it's so different. Like there is something that can resonate with everyone. And and that just, again, proves that we are all we all put our pants on the same way, one leg at a time. We all bleed yep. the same. We are yep. all humans aching for love and acceptance and yep. just human kindness. We need to figure out how to find that again. I know. I Like you mentioned at the beginning, it's for as connected as social media makes us, it's also extremely isolating because like you said, people want don't want to share their vulnerable selves. They want to share their most positive or the self they want to be. Like even mm-hmm. if they're not exactly that person yet, they're gonna, you know, we pretend that we all have we have all of our stuff together when behind the scenes we're a hot mess or we're uh like you said, struggling with whatever we're struggling with, addiction or bad relationship or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And it's it's important to remember that other people are he- are human too. Like Yes. And figure out a way like I've created this weird utopia for myself in my corner of the world where you can stay true to what you believe while allowing other space to stay true to what they believe. Mm-hmm. And not in a way that's like, you go over there and do your thing. I'll go over here and do my thing. It's more like a a celebration of each other. Like, I'm so mm-hmm. happy you found what makes you happy. And you're so happy that I found what makes me happy. And I support yep. you in that, even though I don't choose the same thing. Yep. And so it's really, it's really been a huge, like, it's, it's a lot because I feel like I don't have a license and or understand. Like when people tell me their trauma, I take it in and I'm an empath. Yeah. So it has been really hard on my mental health. Yeah. But it's been so rewarding. Like the relationships, the love I see in humanity, like I don't know. Most people yeah. have good, good in them, even if they make bad choices. Yeah. Like I've talked to a woman who had an affair and ended up remarrying someone else. I, I actually have interviewed a woman who is bipolar and she's a mother. I'll send you that episode. That's a good one. It's called The Stay-at-Home Mom. Gotcha. I think that's what it's called. I don't know. <laughs> so my last question for you is, and I think you might have probably already kind of answered it, but I'm going to ask it again anyway. What's something you've learned about people in general or something else entirely like that you've discovered over the course of your podcast? Sure. Okay. My thoughts go to spirituality and to divine truth because I've talked to people who are 
agnostic. I've talked to people who are Christian. I've talked to people who are like Catholic, people who don't believe in anything, people who are members of my church, but they, you know, have a little bit different ideas about things like the manly man episode. Like he's a little bit more liberal than a lot of mm-hmm. people. And there's just this through line of truth, like whether you want to call it the Holy Spirit or your intuition or the universe, whatever you want to call it, it all comes back to you have to listen to that inner voice. Like when these people find healing, every single one of them, it's because they listen to their inner voice, the Holy Spirit, whatever they want to call it. Mm -hmm. It's it's a crazy truth that it has worked for all of them. Like once they connected to their inner self and lived true to that, they found peace. I don't know. Or they found resiliency or the, the will to go on. And that is just beautiful to me to show me that, you know, none of us know who's really right or wrong or where we're going to go after we die. But it just shows honestly the humanity of it. Like, like we have got to connect as humanity, as humanity, Mm -hmm. because we all have that aching for, like I said earlier, the love, the support, validation, peace, connection. Mm -hmm. Like it's a human need, no matter where you came from, what your background is. If you've been on drugs for 50 years, Mm -hmm. we all are seeking deep connection. And I believe vulnerability is the only way to really get it. That's very true. Pretty profound. That sounded really, I know, I'm like, dang, I'm so smart. (laughs) That is a sound bite right there. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for making me look good. Those were good questions. (laughs) (laughs) It's my jab. Hi, I'm Chelsea B. For those of you who don't know me, let me introduce myself. I'm not a life coach, a therapist, or a certified anything, really. Heck, I don't even have a college degree. I am, however, a regular old human with a huge heart and problems, just like you. If you're looking for a podcast to solve all of life's mysteries and show you how to become super successful, you're in the wrong place. This is Beyond the Picket Fence, a podcast that tells the behind the scenes of people's lives to remind you that no one is perfect. This is officially your invitation to take a break from trying to keep it all together. Let's get real. I'll be seeing you beyond the picket fence. Unless you have anything else you would like to add, we are at the slang term portion of the interview. Yes, let's get to it. This is what I'm excited for. Okay. So your first term is three more and up goes the donkey. That's the, it's like a whole, it reminds me of baseball. (laughs) Three more and up goes the donkey. Yes. Okay. So it's like a threat. Like if you do that three more times, (laughs) more times, (laughs) if you do that three more times, I'm going to knock over your donkey. So you can't ride anywhere in the street. I'm going to take your donkey. I'm going to push your donkey over. That's very, uh, that's very, what's the word I'm looking for? Literal. Very literal. Yeah. If you do it three more times, I'm going to push over your donkey. Okay. Because, uh, because the donkeys are like, you know, leading the carts and taking them where they need to go. In my mind. Okay. Okay. How bad am I off? So three more and up goes the donkey is a vulgar street phrase for extracting as much money as possible 
before performing any task. So it's kind of like when you like say you hire somebody to come and fix something and they they keep like adding things on to your bill or like yes. if you go to get your car fixed and they're like you're like I just want an oil change and they're like oh but you should also have this done and this done and this done and you know before we and you have to pay us before you actually do it but so that's kind of so is it so it's rude it yeah. was rude yeah it's rude <laughs> I was like so close. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pushing over someone's donkey is pretty rude. Let's be That's clear. That's true. That's true. <laughs> like, what did that donkey do to you? It's just I'm gonna push over your donkey. <laughs> it's just doing its job. It's <laughs> oh, so funny. Do you know all these terms, or do you look them up? I look them up. Okay. So I, I use this dictionary that is full of they call it Cant language from like the slums of London. And I so it. I use that and then I'll like pick out the ones that I'm like, that's really cool or that's really funny. Some of them are kind of like, whatever. No, but. I love it. I love this. This is so fun. <laughs> so your second term is Jack Ketch and it's spelled K-E-T-C-H. Jack Ketch. Maybe like Maybe like one of those jackets that has all of those pockets in them that people would like, you know, flash and sell the illegal stuff. <laughs> would you like to buy some watches? Like a jack catch? Like it's a jacket, but it hold, has lots of pockets to catch things. Yeah, there that's, you go. that's my final answer. <laughs> all right. What is it really? According to Victorian slang, jack catch is the public hangman. Oh, I don't think I'd want to be a Jack Catch. No. So he's like the one who has to hang people when they're in trouble. Mm hmm. Oh, I wonder if that's who they made the game Hangman for. We should not call it Hangman anymore. Let's call it Jack Catch. Yeah, we'll just call it Jack Catch. It sounds, I, I love it sounds it. a little bit better. Yeah. Right. <laughs> not as clear. <laughs> People be like, what's that? You know, the one where you underline all the you write out. Yes. I've been playing that with my kids and. They don't draw the dead man. They just let you keep guessing. And I'm like, I'm like, where's the dead hanging guy? And they're like, what? And I'm like, oh, did we did we drop that somewhere? <laughs> Are we not supposed to do that anymore? We don't Is hang that... people anymore, apparently. <laughs> no Jack Catch. Apparently not. That's so funny. Well, I would like to thank Chelsea for joining me today for Can You Crack the Cramp Word? And before we go, can you tell our listeners where they can find you on social media and when new episodes of your show come out? So you can find me on Instagram at Beyond with Chelsea. And I just make kind of dumb reels. My goal with Instagram is to not look like the perfect Instagram account. I want it to sure. look real and like you get me on my happy days, you get me on my sad days. I don't put makeup on for each reel I make. Like if I get an idea, I record it and I try to record things once and just post it. Like mm -hmm. I'm trying to drop the filter. Let's see. Facebook, I think it's Chelsea B. Hansen. Chelsea B E A Hansen. And then episodes usually come out on Wednesdays. Like I said, it's been a little bit slow this this season because I have a full time job, and so it's kind of slowed down. Sure, but I'm looking to I'm looking at at least every other every other Wednesday. But if you're new to the podcast, you can go catch up because I have a whole season from last year while you're waiting for the new episodes. So I have lots of interviews, but I just getting I have a very intense editing 
that I do for my podcast because I do voiceovers. And so it does sure. take some time. So yep. I am consistently inconsistent, but the podcast is not going anywhere. And you can expect me to be around for a long time because I love just connecting with humans and, and hearing everyone's stories. So nice. Lindsay, if you get brave and you want to tell your story, you could totally tell your story on my show. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> it is kind of scary, though. <laughs> it, is scary. it is scary to be vulnerable to people. And like you said, kind of pull the veil back or pull back the curtain and be like, this is me. So yeah, it can be very scary. It's really like the Taylor Swift song. <laughs> yep. I'm the problem. It's me. Exactly. <laughs> and on that note, as always, I'm Lindsay, and I'll see you next time with another tale as old as crime.